This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank that. you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergaff. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast uh, once again today. As we roll on toward the weekend on these Thursdays, we talk with the voice of the Minnesota Golden Gophers, uh, Mike Grimm from the Twin Cities. And uh, Grimmer, well, uh, a disappointing end to the Gopher football season with a loss to uh, Wisconsin. Uh, how did you think they played against the Badgers? Well, I thought for a quarter and a half they were absolutely in control of the game. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what happened. Wisconsin clearly made some adjustments. The Gophers um, did not counter, it appears. And, um, and you know, Wisconsin scored the last three touchdowns of the game and one, one going away. Gophers for whatever reason, and, you know, it's weird because they have been, in my opinion, just watching the last handful of years, they have been amongst the best teams at halftime adjustments, particularly on defense over the years. Mm-hmm. And this year that has not been the case. Minnesota has really been a terrible third-quarter team. I think they scored three points in the four November games, total three points um, in the total uh, November games um, in the third quarter. In oh, four boy. games, three points in, in all four third quarter so third quarter was a problem uh fourth quarter wasn't much better and that was the case you know in those other games as well uh so yeah i don't, I don't know it was yeah it certainly ended in a thud i mean it's amazing how fortunes can change i i use the october uh, 28th day as kind of a demarcation point because that was one it was my birthday and i always like my birthday but two <laughs> it um it was the day that minnesota handled michigan state in pretty dominating fashion to move to five and three um and and really position themselves in a spot where they had a legitimate chance to make indianapolis and win the division um they had beaten iowa the week before that was that you know, the first time that had happened since 99 at Kinnick Stadium and the first time in general since 2014. Mm-hmm. They got the pig. Everyone's excited. They're really sitting great. And and then I would I would mark the next week um, with Illinois in town and Minnesota winning that game with a minute and a half to go. And to me, the changing point of the whole thing, it looked like they had made all those plays in the fourth quarter to win it. And, you know, not to recap at all, but those three plays, 85 yards, and you lose. Yep. And I don't think they ever recovered. I really don't. I did. I think mentally, um, and and it's not a knock on any of them. I mean, it, you know, uh, human nature is a strong force, and yep. a lot of those kids came back for extra years to try to win the division. And when those three plays happened, and the devastation, and the realization that yeah, probably not going to win the West, they just couldn't summons the necessary uh, forces within their bodies to do what they needed to do the next week at Purdue. Because there's no way that I mean that defense hasn't been as good this year as it has previous years, but it's also in no way, shape, or form should be allowing 49 points at Purdue. And you and I talked about it. I I, I really believe that 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 end of that Illinois game basically um, cratered the rest of the rest of the month. And and so there's your demarcation. And um, now they're picking the pieces up. And um, you know the next handful of weeks will be very very interesting as they get ready for a bowl game. Uh, navigate national recruiting signing day for high schoolers and then figure out who's coming and going through the transfer portal because there'll be you know multiple bodies uh, exchanging campuses here uh, across the country and apparently if you listen to Matt Rule the Nebraska head coach you better come with a pickup dump truck full of cash uh, for a quarterback out of the transfer portal for a good one 
he's saying between one and two million dollars to land a, a top uh, quarterback out of the portal. That won't be the Gophers, of course, but unfortunately, they find themselves maybe going to the transfer portal to find their next quarterback with two of their quarterbacks entering the portal. Yeah, well, there's no question. They're going to have to bring in two transfer quarterbacks, and hopefully they're good. I mean, that's really the the bottom line. You know, the interesting thing is this year, uh, in the seven teams in the Big Ten West, Minnesota was the only team of seven uh, that started a homegrown quarterback, so to speak, a kid they recruited from high school. Everyone else was a portal kid. Wow. Uh, Iowa had two, right? Their starter got hurt from Michigan, and then they brought in the kid from Wisconsin. Nebraska had two. Uh, one from Florida State and one from Georgia Tech. Uh, Illinois played two, one from Ball State and one from Old Miss. Northwestern played two or three, one from South Carolina. Uh, and I forget where the Bryant kid was from. Where was he from? I can't remember. But um, I'm trying to think who else is in the West. Uh, Purdue, they, uh, Hudson Card from Texas. So anyway, it, 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 Minnesota was in the minority. And so before we all kind of lose our collective minds, we got to understand that this is normal. Yeah. Now, this is this is how it happens. And Purdue, um, I, 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 I shouldn't say I giggle. I don't know what, what the reaction is. In some cases, it's really kind of exasperation. In some cases, it's sadness. So Purdue, right away when the season ended for them, um, because they don't have a bowl game to get ready for, I think it's 14 kids within two days all announced that they were transferring. And the mm-hmm. Purdue community collectively lost its mind. Uh, can't believe this first-year coach is losing all these guys and da-da-da-da. And I'm like, people, people. This is it. This is life. Yeah. Minnesota's lost four up to this point, four scholarship kids since the season ended, you know, a few days ago. And by the way, doesn't Thanksgiving seem like it was a month ago? Already? I know. We're not, you know so you know, much has gone on. That's right. It's crazy. It's like a week ago today we were eating turkey, and, and that yeah. seems like it was a year ago. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then on the, on the flip side, I was just commenting yesterday about how fast the season went. I can't believe it's over already, you know, as yeah. As uh, as as long as the days are, it's quick. Uh, you know, the season ends up quick. But anyway, um, this is it. Uh, the Gophers have lost four. There's no question they'll lose more. And then, um, you know, and that's not a knock on anybody. That's just the reality of the situation. Uh, Minnesota, I think, had 15 transfers leave last year, and that put them right in the middle of the pack in the Big Ten. Yeah. Like Nebraska, of course, the coaching changes matter. Um, and Nebraska, I think, had 21 guys leave last year, some certainly by choice. Some probably the coaching staff said, "Look, your future here is not great. You might want to look elsewhere." As they, you know, were setting their roster, and obviously the 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 you know the the creme de la creme of that was, I think, eighty new transfers came into to Colorado and, and prime time coach yeah. prime Deion Sanders. So that's what we're that that's where we're at. The quarterbacks um, number one and number two, well, I guess number one and number three both left. Um, so Ethan Kelly Manis will go elsewhere. Um, and so, yeah, you're right. The Gophers are going to have to go find a um, find a quarterback, um, probably two. I was talking with somebody yesterday who follows the recruiting stuff much more closely than I do, um, and uh, the theory apparently is that they'll what they'll try to do is go get an old guy and a young guy, mm-hmm. um, you know, somebody that has some starting experience. And certainly, there's going to be you know, look, there's going to be a couple hundred quarterbacks probably in the portal. So you got to go find somebody that has some starting experience that can throw the ball, and then somebody who maybe was a backup somewhere and a developmental guy that you can bring in. Um, because once you bring in that guy, um, he can't transfer again without penalty, right? right? So you hope you can keep him and develop him. And 
And, you know, that may have to be some strategy for some schools like Minnesota where you don't have the million bucks just to go grab, you know, the best quarterback, you know, on the market. I wish, by the way, and I, I think you would agree with this, I wish um, they would they would value the radio guys like that. You know, a million bucks <laughs> would be wonderful. That would be, wouldn't it? Yeah, that, that'd, be great, that'd be nice. You know? Even even if it's we, just a one time payment. Hands on that. Yeah, yeah one time yeah. nil deal. <laughs> That's for, right. uh, for Todd and Todd and Grimm. That's what we got to get going. <laughs> That's right. You know, and I think some people that are so upset over, like you said, the Purdue fan base losing their mind with fourteen transfers. <laughs> But, you know, it isn't like it once was. You used to lose a year of eligibility. So five years ago or whatever it was, if you had 14 guys transfer out who were all willing to give up uh, the next year of playing football, you'd go, yeah, what's going on here? But now you don't because they play right away. 100 percent. You're exactly right. And now because of the NIL, players are allowed to have handlers and agents. And um, look, I'm telling you, P.J. Fleck gets multiple calls every day from agents, from players on his team saying, hey, uh, we're hearing from here and here, and you're going to have to find us this. And so that becomes a headache. And then at the same time, he's hearing from agents, from guys on other teams, maybe kids who have interest in uh, joining the culture at Minnesota because there are you know, um, you know, know, reasons to want to be part of that. Yeah. Um, but even then, it's like, oh, yeah, we need this or this. Or a kid enters a portal and the Gophers reach out and call, okay, we need this. Oh, well, you, we can't do that. And then many times they find a fit, you know. And in Minnesota's case, it's likely going to be what they've been doing, and that is, you know, going to a lower level and finding outstanding players that can come in and contribute. This year, Jack Henderson was, was probably the best example of that. Corey Crooms had an okay year at receiver. Uh, Sean Tyler was probably a little disappointing. Those two guys came from Western Michigan. Jack Henderson came from southeastern Louisiana. He was he, he played dang near every down on defense as the nickelback and had a factor, a couple of interceptions, hard hitter. So that's probably the the, the path. Uh, yeah. as, as you mentioned, it, it's, it, it isn't like, you know, you're just going to write a million-dollar check and go get the quarterback from Notre Dame, right. whereas Iowa did last year, right? It wasn't a million, but it was enough to get the – uh, previous starter at uh, Michigan, who then was beaten out by J.J. McCarthy, and the kid wanted to play. Now, unfortunately for him and, and, and for Iowa, the kid got hurt. Um, but, you know, the, Iowa's probably, or, I'm sorry, Minnesota's probably not going to get in the same pool as as what Iowa was able to do. And, and you know, that that's a shame because uh, those two peer institutions – um, in recent years, PJ has been able to equalize that recruiting field a little bit in terms of you know that the gap wasn't as much. But now, you know maybe maybe it's um, it's getting back there, and um, they're going to have to keep doing you know raising funds and finding connections yeah. to where they'll they'll get players you know some way, shape, or form. I think it would be fair to say that uh, the Gophers or Kaliak Manis thought that the season would go a little better for him. Uh, than it did, um, and and then that led Coach Fleck uh, to you know not commit to Kaliak Manis to be a starter next year. Was that why he decided to transfer entirely, or do you suppose there were other things going on with him why he decided to leave? It's a good question. I, I honestly I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just in my own mind, and I really had, I, this is my own speculation. Mm-hmm. It, it seemed to me the last two weeks that 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 tenor and the message had changed so i think maybe some of this stuff had been had been brewing and you're right i don't think Ethan um had the season certainly that that many of us thought he had i was really high on him you know that i still think he's i still think he's going to go somewhere and be good mm-hmm. um it just didn't happen to click here the fit wasn't right 
apparently. I, I think he fit with the culture, right? But yeah. um, with this offense, maybe not. Um, maybe it wasn't exactly what they were looking for. I think I think there's plenty of blame to go around. I'm not I'm not going to certainly say it was the quarterback's fault solely. Um, yeah. He was certainly at some point to blame. I mean, he you know he he didn't throw enough accurate passes. That said, he had receivers drop passes. Yeah. Quite frankly, he had an inexperienced offensive coordinator who I think has a good future as a coach, but. Um, looked overmatched at times, quite frankly, in some of what he was doing in, um, uh, in terms of play calling and, um, you know, where, where are you going to throw, where are you going to run? And I don't think that helped the quarterback, quite honestly. And I don't yeah. think they used his legs enough. He's, he's a good athlete. And by the end of the year, um, he looked like he didn't know whether he wanted to run or not run. And when he did run, he was unsure. And I think, I think he was all mixed up. And so consequently, uh, all those pieces of the pie get, uh, you know, fr- you know those fractions add up to a whole pie, and um, you've got you know probably a disgruntled quarterback, a disgruntled family, a coaching staff that's probably also ready to move on. And I, I just I just had this sense in the last couple of weeks, even in PJ Flex public comments about uh, and it wasn't as glowing as it had been most of the year. So my hunch is that this had been kind of um, you know cracking a little bit as the uh, season uh, was was cratering underneath them in November. It's curious that they both the quarterbacks announced on the same day, I think, that they were entering the, the transfer portal. I, I, I was curious why. Uh, is it Vieto? Is that the, the freshman kid yeah, who Viato. also tra- Yeah. Yeah, Viado. I, I think I think some of that is just you. You know, it, it was the first Monday after the season was over, and I think you know that's when a lot of people flooded the market. I think you want to get your name out there um, because a kid like Viado is taking some risk here. Um, yeah, he, why wouldn't he, he stay? Not, wouldn't he get a shot with the Gophers? He, yeah, unless he just didn't find the mix, or maybe he didn't uh, get along with people. I don't know. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't like the culture. That said, um, he's taking some risk because he, uh, you know, didn't take one snap, and he was not, quite frankly, that highly recruited out of high school. Um, I was led to believe the coaches really liked him. He had a great spring. I mean, he he had a good spring game even. Um, and was um, good enough that they didn't have him running the scout team. They had him up running um, with you know the you know usually you have the starter and the backup uh, running with the ones and the twos on one end of the field, and the starting defense is on the other end of the field running against a scout scout team quarterback. Ethan was a scout team quarterback as a freshman. Tanner Morgan was a scout team quarterback as a freshman. Um, this year, uh, Max Schick and Jansky. Um, was the scout team quarterback most of the time. Um, that's Jim Schickenjanski, the former basketball player's son. He's yeah. a walk-on from Stillwater, had a great high school basketball and football career. Um, and they had Drew Viato up uh, rotating in with Cole Kramer uh, as uh, the two. So they liked him, it seemed. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, so um, he's taking some risk because he has no body of work to show. He was not that highly recruited. And, you know, what program at this point um, when the flood market's going to be flooded with guys who do have experience? So um, there must have been something going on there that, that he felt like it was time for him to move on as well. I've been looking at some bowl game projections uh, for the Gophers. I see some that I think you would be quite pleased with, the guaranteed rate bowl in Phoenix, the Vegas yeah. Bowl, of course, but then the majority of uh, estimators are saying the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit. Uh, when was the last yeah. time they were at that bowl game? Do you know? Um, so this, they've been there twice, um, PJ's second year, 2018, and then in that weird year of 2015 where Jerry Kill retired 
um, in the middle of the year. Also, on my birthday, I might add, in 2015. Um, in 2015, I turned 26 years old, and, and Jerry Kill Is that uh, what it was? retired. Uh, yeah, I, I, resigned or retired. I guess retired is not the right word because he, he, he's been in coaching you know, for the last six or seven years, and, and, and he's doing an incredible job at New Mexico right. State right now as well. Um, but anyway, um, so this will be the third time since 2015 Minnesota will be going to Detroit. It's nothing final. It, it, there's some weird – they aren't weird. I think they're right. So the Gophers are only, remember, going to the bowl game because there weren't enough six-week yep. teams. Yep. And so the spots become available. And really there was one spot. That was it. There was only one slot that was open. There was one open – uh, they need whatever it was, 82 bowl yep. teams because there's 41 bowl games. In spot 82, there were 81 six or more win teams. And the Gophers got in because of the academic progress rate. And that's how they actually got in this game in 2015 with Tracy Clays. That season was also 5-7. and seven. And Minnesota went in there and beat Central Michigan in that bowl. Gophers beat Georgia Tech in this bowl game in uh, 2018. And that right. was... Uh, Muhammad Ibrahim's real coming out party. He had had a couple of good games earlier that year, but that was really the the, the true um, you know bounce where you're like, okay, this kid's got some some skill here. Uh, and and it, and so the rule is in the Big Ten pecking order, all the six win teams have to go first, which makes sense. That yeah. that, that you want that because I I think if people you know some of these bulls had their choice and depending on the pecking order i would guess if the arizona bowl or the las vegas bowl had an opportunity to take minnesota instead of a maryland um i'm thinking they would but they can't and so the pecking order drops them all the way to the last bowl and that would be detroit um i actually enjoy both trips to detroit so you know from a personal standpoint it's fine with me it's a great stadium it's where the lions play the broadcast spot's good yeah. and that's my main concern is well, you sure. know, good view good space whatever yep. Yep. um and, and actually so you know the, the stadium's great and we're, we stayed right downtown and there's some good eating spots there that's also a high priority for me is uh, you know <laughs> give me a nice meal and i'm happy sure um that said if they wanted to say go to the boca raton bowl i wouldn't turn that down you either. take like, it don't give me yeah, yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. Um, there, there are some weird scenarios, and look, there's, there's still some wide openness to this, uh, to what four teams make the playoffs. I think there's about eight to nine teams that are kind of fighting for those four spots, right? Like, yep. if weird stuff happens, if Alabama beats Georgia, totally possible. Um, if um, you know who else? If Texas. Uh, wins if Oregon upsets Washington, if Florida State loses this weekend, you know, all those things. I don't think Iowa can beat Michigan. I just don't. Um, but, you know, if that would happen, that would send shockwaves. And so there's, there's different scenarios that would shake the tree a little differently. And, um, if one of those includes if, in this weird quirkiness of all the bowl stuff, if, if a Big Ten team is chosen by the Orange Bowl and it looks like Ohio State is, is is going to get picked by the Orange Bowl? Um, then, for whatever reason, I don't know why it is the go the uh, Big Ten then loses the spot in the bowl game in Tampa, which you know that's where the Gophers won back in 2019. Wow. Uh, the ACC would take that over, and I don't know the reasoning. There's something to do with contractually the Orange Bowl is supposed to have an ACC team or something weird anyway, um, and that pushes everyone down. If for some reason. Uh, Ohio State gets selected by the Fiesta Bowl instead, and that opens up a spot for Tampa. Then everyone moves up, and Minnesota would likely then go to Arizona. But it sounds like that's it's probably unlikely. So yeah. um, everybody's kind of waiting to see what happens this weekend. We should know Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, uh, where the Gophers will go for the bowl game. And mm-hmm. um, 
uh, like I said, the, the Detroit yeah. game, I, I didn't mind it. It's a good work spot. The one, if there's a problem, it's the day after Christmas. So it involves yeah. travel probably on Christmas or being gone for Christmas. And so that will that will certainly send a, um, a crimp in terms of how many golfer fans would go. Anyway, I don't see a lot of interest in it. But then on top of it, the 26th, who's flying yeah. out on you know, missing Christmas to be in Detroit. So yeah. it, 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 it is what it is. Grimmer, thanks so much, as always. Yep, always great to chat with you, Todd. Thank you. All right, Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.